Hello, and welcome to Songwriters Spotlight, the Western Mass Songwriters Collaborative Series. I'm Dr. Dan, your host of the show, where we feature Western Mass songwriters who perform their original songs and talk about the art of songwriting. Stay tuned to explore more about music and the tunesmithing that creates it. Our guest in this episode is Billy Moon, a storyteller with music. He uses his voice, guitar, and lyrics to weave tales of life and living. This is Billy Moon. All right, uh, this is a song called The Chair, um, and uh, it's about exactly what it sounds like it's about.
should have assumed they're just like me. myself begging just like her as the straps go around my thighs Lord I plead my case one last time cause what's the harm Lord in one more life Uh, this is one of my happier tunes. Uh, this is a uh, this is called "All I Ever Wanted." Well, I'm born across the ways on a cone. I've done my time just dead aside from shore. The day's goddamn bleak, I won't turn the other cheek. The sun's on at the edge of the world. Balance like the beam, the breath turns into steam. We might be gone one day for sure. But all I ever wanted was her. about growing up. It's called uh, Triumph Bonneville. Place of memory. 
used to be easy, the future seemed clearer. Right in the distance at the end of the drive. And now it's all darker, just a bit colder. It's hard to dream when you're trying to survive. But your life might be easier when you're older. When you learn somehow to live with the fear. The world is getting grayer by the hour. The days are getting longer every year. And I've never seen colors well or clearly. Seems some nerve somewhere up here must be lost. But the funny thing with colors and perception, you don't know what you miss till you know it's lost. Sometimes the only living option, despite how the world's changing me, to pass the fire to someone younger. Maybe a bit stronger than you and I could ever hope to be. So take, if you will, our borrowed history. Leave it all out there on the floor. And rage against the dying, the light that wavers in you. Remember all the dreams worth fighting for. old, you're laying in your bedroom, staring up at the ceiling, stars again, dreaming of a crowd spread out before you, they chant your name, yell and play it again. Uh, it's called The Weapon. Ready to name the 
The aimless, the crooked, unkind But it's Catholic as well with a lowercase c Roulette with a lack of design It ain't fair but too often The good one to west Without solace, vindication, or grace Wicked live on to embezzle and con Fire themselves into space called 65 Chevy and I wrote it Jesus a long time ago <laughs> I recently reworked it a little bit so Just a dating game 
Asheron, uh, which is the name of the, uh, it's another name for the river Styx, but this one's an actual river that actually exists in Greece. Just our love will travel well. 
likes to call this my torch song. Um, it's called Barn Raising. Foundation is solid, it's too tough to fail. 
Our heart is a hammer and every day is a nail. Billy, that was a great set. I enjoyed the heck out of it. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. So uh, the, the guitar, the vocals, the lyrics, uh, the feelings and so on were just impeccable. Really, really nice. Thank you. It means a lot. Yeah. And thank you for having me. It was a, uh, it was a blast. It was a fun experience. Haven't done it in a while. So. Great, great. So when did you launch this songwriting career? Uh, I guess about two decades ago almost. Uh, I started writing when I was around 12 or 13. Um, started playing out when I was around 14 and uh, started playing at Sam's Pizza um, in Northampton um, when they were still doing open mics there with Eva Capelli and um, yeah. Mark Firehammer, I think was the other guy who hosted it, and um, just a general blast. And uh, that kind of got me started on writing and then I kind of bounced around between uh, different genres for a while. I, um, I was in a metal band, I was in a couple punk bands, and um, and now I'm, I'm back to my roots, I guess, uh, so to speak. So what motivated you? What was the, the thing that got you going? Um, originally or, or recently, more recently? Both. Okay, uh, originally, I, uh, my, my uh, parents took me to um, see Slade Cleaves at uh, the Iron Horse. And uh, he was the first concert I ever went to. And, uh, the song stuck with me, the music stuck with me, and um, it just kind of spiraled out of control from there, so to speak. <laughs> and uh, I just had the pleasure of seeing Slade recently um, play at the parlor room, and uh, it was cool having everything come full circle again. And, yeah. Nice. And, and more recently? Uh... And more recently, I mean, getting back into it, was tough because I was living in New York and I was working at a music store and I don't know if you've ever worked in a music store but when you work at a music store uh, sometimes especially when it's a big multinational corporation music store it can be a little bit tough uh, to feel driven to go out and perform after sitting and you know listening to music all day and, oh. and being around all the guitars all day sometimes it can be a little it'll a little, uh, a little much, for lack of a better word, and um, and yeah, I, I think I just uh, f fell off of uh, of playing music while I was living there, and then once COVID hit, uh, me and my wife moved back here, and uh, I just immediately went back to it. I immediately had songs again. I had my writer's block was gone, and I was uh, ready to rock. So. Mm -hmm. So. What, what motivates you to write? That's a great question. Um, I think that when it comes down to it, everybody um, has a story. And so I think uh, a big motivation is just telling stories, whether or not it's my story, whether or not it's someone else's story, whether or not it's a completely fictional story that I made up and I'm telling it like it's truth, whether or not it's a completely fictional story that I made up and I'm not telling it as truth. Um, I think that when it comes down to it, everybody is uh, a story upon a story upon a story upon a story, and um, I think that they uh, they need to be told. Stories need to be told. So, what what is it about stories that uh, that worked for you? I um, I grew up doing a lot of reading, um, and I do a lot of writing as well. It's not just music. Um, I write horror fiction and I read a lot of horror fiction um, and a lot of poetry and I think that uh, just the way that I think that horror is often a really maligned genre of, um, of fiction in general because of a lot of the time because of the uh, I guess there's a stigma around horror uh, about it being like gory or too bloody or and I think that horror at its heart confronts uh, the basest of human emotions um, and the human experience and um, I just think that I love that and I love getting it out there and, and telling those stories and um, you know my song The Chair is uh, probably the closest thing to a horror story that I I played today anyway, um, but I, I have a lot of, of songs that kind of take their root from, um, from horror 
and from uh, those emotions, grief and fear and anger and hate and um, channels it into something uh, constructive. And I think that that's uh, an important just part of being human, so. Yeah, so your, your inspirations, you, you mentioned uh, Slade Cleaves. Mm -hmm. um, can you talk about some of the other people who inspired you? Yeah, for sure, John Prine, um, Most Deaf, um, Tony Iommi from Black Sabbath, uh, Matt Pike from Sleep and High on Fire. Um, I mentioned I was in a metal band, and a lot of the music that I listen to is still heavy metal, uh, despite how I look. And, um, but when it comes down to it, I mean, you can take inspiration anywhere. I, I'll get inspiration from writers, um, Christopher Buhlman. Um, you could even go into Sylvia Plath, Octavia E. Butler. Um, there's just so many amazing writers. Ursula K. Le Guin. Um, all of these speculative fiction or horror or science fiction writers just have these insane imaginations and um, tell these amazing stories. And uh, it's just something that I've always admired. And I think that there's so much inspiration to be had outside of just music, other musicians and other songwriters or other poets. So in, in the poetry genre, I noticed you have a lot of you know, poetic uh, phrasings and so on in your songs. Yeah. Um, where does that come from? Who are the poets that do that for you? So uh, if we take uh, Asheron, for example, which I performed, um, it, a lot of the basis of that, um, that song in general comes from um, poetry about uh, Greek history and about um, myth and legend. Um, I reference uh, Ozymandias by Percy Shelley. I reference um, The Second Coming by Yeats. I reference um, Bluebird by um, Bukowski. And uh, there's a few Ophelia references. There's references to Orpheus and Eurydice. Um, you could even say that the ending of the song, the I'm the only driver of my soul, is a reference to Invictus. Um, and yeah, I think that there's just so much in poetry that uh, can be transmitted into song. And I think that a lot of the time it can get bogged down in itself um, when, when people use poetry within a, within a song. I think it can end up get, getting really bogged down and feel like you're just singing a poem. And I always try to go into it instead of, instead of directly saying the poem, I think that sometimes it's better to just reference it or you know pull those illusions and those metaphors from those poems because I think they're really powerful and um, they don't necessarily need to be pulled directly when did you start reading all the poetry oh god a uh, long long time ago um, I have uh, been reading longer than I've been writing um, so uh, I guess I started really getting into poetry probably when I was in like fifth or sixth grade, if I had to guess. Um, Robert Frost, which I think is everyone's, one of, one of everyone's first uh, yeah. forays into poetry. Shel Silverstein, Robert Frost, and uh, probably Edgar Allan Poe, The Raven. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I, I just, uh, I think that it's a great way to express um, certain feelings and certain emotions and certain experiences. Um, but I also think that it has its limits to how expressive it can, it can be. And I think that music helps facilitate that and mm. that further expression. Yeah. So it certainly compresses a lot into a few words. Yes, you, yeah. You, you managed to do that very well. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I also managed to compress a lot of words into one line, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, so, your favorite topics, uh, you mentioned a few, uh, death, fear. Yeah, um, stories. I, I like stories. And um, a, a lot of times, the most compelling stories have those elements to them. Uh, you know, a, a happy, bright, sunshiny day where someone wakes up and uh, is happy and goes about their day, that's not exactly a story. Mm -hmm. uh, a story has to have a beginning, it has to have a middle, it has to have an end, and there needs to be a conflict. And um, I think that 
uh, songs are a great way of getting that across because you've got the soundtrack right there along with it. So mm -hmm. um, I, I think that that's as much as I'd say like, oh, I, I, you know, I like to write about this or I like to write about that. I think that ultimately there isn't anything specific. I just like to write about stories. I like to write stories. Well, tell us about your writing process. Yeah, so typically I'll start um, with a bunch of disjointed lines um, that I hope will eventually coalesce into a song. Um, and from there, I expand upon the ideas that I've gotten got writ written down already. Um, and while I'm doing that, I'll think about what the melody will be. I'll think about what uh, chord progression I might use. Um, and I usually try to keep it as simple as possible to start. Um, and I'll sing it in my head as I'm writing it. And sometimes I'll end up with 20 to 30 verses, a few different choruses, a bunch of different bridges. Um, and from there, I'll chop it down, I'll edit it down, um, and leave only the bare necessities. Um, and I still think I need to edit a little bit more. I think that's one of my biggest problems. But I'll edit down as much as I can. Um, and then from there, I'll finally actually start playing it on the guitar. I'll start simple. Um, and then after I've got everything worked out, all the lyrics worked out, the tone, the melody, I'll, um, I'll then work on adding fills, adding um, different parts, adding chord changes and bridges. And, um, but yeah, it's basically it. I typically start with the lyrics first and then I work from there. Yeah, and you throw in some acapella here and there. Yeah, I uh, I have my again. I have my roots in in acapella, so I'm very comfortable doing uh, singing without any accompaniment. Um, and I, I was in a couple of acapella groups when I was in high school. Um, and the first time I ever performed on stage was at a talent show in like elementary school, I think. And I did acapella and. Uh, yeah, so I'm very comfortable. I have, I have no problem um, singing a cappella, and I think that it adds an additional um, oomph, for lack of a better word, a little bit of a, yeah. um, a punch. Yeah, if you want to highlight a feeling or yeah. a phrase, it's a yeah. great way to do it, and you do it very effectively. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Appreciate that. So, um, so the editing is, is difficult, you say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, always. Because I, I like everything. So for the most part, anyway. So if I'm telling a story, it's hard for me to be like, well, no, that, can't, that doesn't need to be in there. Because in my head, I'm like, well, no, that's part of the story. It has to be in there. <laughs> but uh, I have people, I have friends, I have family who will help and, uh, and help me edit it down a little bit and get it a little more um, short for lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, no one needs a 12-minute song. <laughs> There's very few that work. Uh, American Pie, um, and even that is not 12 minutes long. So. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, a lot of people say, and I think rightfully so, the fewer words in a line, the better it is, as long as it, the information yeah. is there. Yeah. And so... Um, but it's tough. Yeah, it's so, very hard. <laughs> that from everyone I talk to. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So um, can you give an example of one of the songs you did, uh, how the process worked out? Yeah, sure. So um, we'll, we can go with, um, let's go with The Chair, because that one is a very much a story song, more so than some of my other stuff. Um, so I started with this idea of a... Uh, like internal monologue of someone on uh, death row waiting to get uh, sent to the chair, sent to the electric chair, um, obviously years, years and years ago. Um, and uh, this whole internal monologue talking to himself about uh, how he's, he's not guilty and telling the listener and telling the reader, like he's not guilty, he didn't do it but I'm still going to the chair, I'm still going to prison, and uh, I should have, you know, like, this isn't fair. Um, and my whole idea was to lull the listener into a false sense of security, thinking like, oh, this is the good guy, this is the good guy. And then right at the end reveal that he's actually very much guilty, and he's just trying to convince you, the listener, that he's not. Um, 
And so I, I started working on it. Um, I put it down for a few months, and then I came back to it once uh, October rolled around because I was like, it's time to write a spooky song. We're getting into a, into Halloween season, and um, and I brought it back out and uh, I chatted with a couple of my friends and my wife and um, tried to figure out exactly which lines I should keep, what I should cut, and what I should add, and. Um, I, my biggest issue was trying to figure out how to do the reveal, right? How to do the, because yeah, sure. um, he's about to die, so it's not like we can say, like, oh, and then I got electrocuted and I died, because, I mean, I guess I could, but it didn't really feel like that would be the right move. <laughs> and uh, I wanted it much more implied and a little bit less overt that he was guilty. Um, and so I eventually came to the conclusion that I should say, like, what's the harm? You know, he's pleading his case one last time, and he's saying, what's the harm in one more lie? Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that um, after I got that line, I it made it a lot easier to cut out other verses and cut out different yeah. parts of, um, of the song because I figured it out, I figured out where it ended, and then I could go back and I could cut out some more of the overt um, like allusions to him being guilty um, earlier on. Um, and I really only kept two or three. Um, and I think that that was the right move. Because again, you know, you hear it and it gets to the end and you're like, oh, that's why he said this. That's why he said that. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I, I think that, uh, that that song is a great example of my, of my writing process just because I started with so many lines. <laughs> Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I cut it down to six verses, and it was at twenty at one point. So, <laughs> wow. yeah, yep. So I think that that's probably the best example of my writing process for sure. Yeah, and then it enables you to pull the rug out from under the listener. Yes, yeah, which I always appreciate. And I think that's one of the best parts of, of horror fiction and uh, speculative fiction is that the, the rug pull, right? The, uh, the reveal or the, the twist, but I kind of hate that term. Um, <laughs> but the rug pull is a, is, a good, uh, is a good word to use, is a good phrase to use. I think that um, much more describes horror fiction typically and and that kind of feeling um, just because it's when you look back at it you can be like oh yeah obviously he's guilty <laughs> <laughs> but in the moment you're hearing him and he's you know pleading with you and begging with you and you as the listener being like no I'm not guilty like you have to believe me no one else does you've got to believe me and uh, and you do until you don't yeah, yeah, well, I, I experienced whiplash at yeah. that point. <laughs> I definitely did. So, uh, well, that, that's very helpful. Um, when you think about other songwriters, and you obviously talk to a lot of songwriters, mm -hmm. uh, what suggestions do you have for them? Oh, man. Uh, I think everyone's writing process is different, so it's really hard to... Um, to give anyone advice, and I've had you know I've had people I've had friends ask me that before, I've had people ask me that before, and I think um, my the best bit of advice to just keep writing, and if anyone tells you that you suck, screw them. Mm. You should just keep going. Mm -hmm. So everyone's process is different, everyone's writing is different, and everyone has their opinions about everyone else's writing and everyone else's <laughs> songwriting. So I think that's the only advice I can really truly give. Um, just keep writing. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't expect anyone to say that your writing sucks. So, <laughs> uh, and I wouldn't know why they would. But, uh, I appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, wh what else would you like to say to the audience uh, about songwriting or about uh, the things that you're doing? Yeah, I, uh, I will, I'm sure, have a bunch of gigs coming up. You can find me on, um, you can find me on Instagram, Billy Moon Tunes. Um, I've got my YouTube on there as well. Uh, if you search Billy Moon Tunes or Billy Moon Music on YouTube, you'll find me. And um, I've got a bunch of live videos up. Uh, I will eventually have some recorded music. should be on Spotify. Um, just need to get there and finish it. Uh, it's always the struggle. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, other than that, uh, come out and see me play. Come out and hang out, listen to some tunes. Follow me on Instagram, follow me on Facebook. I'm on there as well. So 
Um, yeah, that's about it. Great. Well, thanks so much. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks for watching our show. I would like to acknowledge the support of the Western Mass Songwriters Collaborative, promoting the original music scene in Western Massachusetts. If you want to learn more about the WMSC, go to their Facebook page. Thanks for watching. I'm Dr. Dan. I hope you'll tune in again for the show that puts a spotlight on songwriters. <laughs>